Hey guys, thanks for joining me again um, on my podcast. I hope everything is going well. Um, I wanted to go over Revelation 19. And this is um, where God's people, the Redeemers, worship the Lord. And praise him and give him honor in heaven and everyone celebrate in heaven the fall of Babylon all God's um, people and all his creation that he created in heaven his angels his um, living ones and the elders, the 24 elders, they all celebrate the fall of Babylon. So let's get started. Verse 1 reads, And after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven, saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. Verse 2, For true and righteous are his judgments. For he has judged the great woe which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and has avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. Praise the Lord. Verse 3 I want to read too. And again they said hallelujah and her smoke rose up forever and ever. Verse 4 and the 4 and 20 elders and the four beasts fell down and worshiped God who sat on the throne saying amen hallelujah verse 5 and a voice came out of the throne saying praise our God all you his servants and you who fear him both small and great amen so as we see that after the fall of Babylon um, that God has um, took a part of where he's the one who destroyed um, Babylon that um, God's people in heaven and the heavens um, the kingdom of God is where everyone prays and give God the glory and honor and celebrate this fall of Babylon so verse 1 um, pertain specifically to chapter 18 um, because Revelation chapter 18 is where um, Babylon was burnt and cast down so Revelation chapter 19 is the continuation of what happened after the fall so in heaven there was a lot of praises praises for what God has done for his people the salvation is God it is the echo of the ancient utterance salvation belongs unto God verse 2 when it talks about for he has judged the great world this is you know with the great world or the religion fake religion you know this really pertains to every false way of salvation which 
is what Babylon um, endured. False belief, false um, religion, now worshiping God. And God referred to that as the great woe. And when it says, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication. You know, it's stating that within all the religion of the world, this also represents that many preaching wasn't, you know, being, was not basically preaching the word of God, Jesus Christ, and, you know, um, him being crucified. The world was so corrupted because of the false preaching, the false religion, and the corruption that took place because during Babylon they wasn't preaching the word of God and preaching also his crucifixion you know God died Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins where it says and his avenged the blood of his servants at her hand verse 2 still um this telling you that you know saints of God were persecuted on earth and in the world and they tell us also it started with Cain Genesis chapter 4 after Cain sin you know Cain killing Abel and verse 3 says and again they said hallelujah so the praise of the Lord is because of the destruction of the literal city of Babylon. And when it says, and her smoke rose up forever and ever, this telling us that in fact that her judgment is eternal. This, uh, this is an eternal judgment where Babylon will never be built again. This tells us that it is destroyed forever and ever and ever. It will never be built back again because God is the replacement of that, of the sinness of Babylon. His righteousness is now is going to take over the earth, which is the new earth and the new Jerusalem. And verse 4 says, And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God who sat on the throne. So, all the 24 elders worship God. All the living beasts in heaven worship God. And they fell on their knees and they gave him glory and honor. Because God has redeemed them. God has God has now um, avenged them. God has avenged his people. And this signifies when it says saying, Amen, Hallelujah. Is the end of all even the beginning of righteousness and of all righteousness and verse 5 and I and a voice came out of the throne saying praise our God all you his servants and you who fear him both small and great now every believer and every true believer will praise the Lord and this shall be continuously because now all evil has been erased.
and verse 9 it reads and he said unto me right blessed are they which are called upon the marriage supper of the lamb and he said unto me these are the true sayings of god this is basically someone speaking to john the word lamb is saying that all of this is possible because of what jesus did at the cross if jesus didn't die on the cross we wouldn't be able to have salvation so it's based on what jesus did at the cross for our sins and his finished work and verse 10 says and i fell at his feet to worship him and he said unto me see you do it not i am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of jesus worship god for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The thing with um, the scripture, verse 10, right? This is a man that looks like Jesus because of his glorified form. That John fell on his knees to worship this man. Because John thought it was Jesus because of how he looked. He looked like I said with a glorifying form and this tell us what all saints will look like in the coming resurrection it wasn't Jesus it was a fellow servant and we are God's fellow servants true believers are God fellow servants and we one day will be in this glorifying form when we are in heaven with the Lord. This man tell him not to worship him because he isn't Jesus. He is a fellow servant. And the part that says worship God, it tells us that these two words represent not to worship angels or saints or the Virgin Mary, but Jesus Christ, God. We are his servants and all of us will worship Jesus Christ. This is the testimony of his, you know, work. What God did on the cross for, for us. If you continue to read this chapter, it tells you about the beginning of the war of Armageddon. If you go to verse 12, that's where it starts. Now, Armageddon is going to be a war. And a war between um, the Antichrist and his army, which includes Satan which include the false prophet, which includes include the fallen angel, um, and the false prophet, and God's army. This is going to be a fight. 
is gonna be the last battle between the enemy and and Christ, which we know Christ is going to win. Verse twelve reads, "His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew, but." he himself verse 13 and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the world of god verse 14 and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen white and clean verse 15 and out of his mouth goes a sharp sword and with and with no sorry that with it he should smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and he dreads the wine press of the fierceness and wrath of almighty god and verse 16 and he has on his venture and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. Let's go back to verse 12. This, his eyes were as flame of fire. This tells us that um, judgment time and God is going to do and give out the judgment upon the Antichrist. And upon the people who follow the Antichrist. His head were many crowns. This tells us that God is not going to be um, just one reign. He will be the Lord of all, all reigns. Everything. And when it says, and he had a name written that no man knew but himself it doesn't mean that no one or it is unknown but it means that that it is unknowable verse 13 it speaks of the cross where you know Jesus Christ shed his life blood which give him the right to judge the world where it says and his name is called the world of God this telling us that his revealed name is the word of God and verse 14 and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon the white horses these is God's army and these are the saints of God and all the saints that have ever lived, meaning um, they will be with God during the second coming. And when it says clothed and fine linen, white and clean, you know, it's talking about the righteousness of the saints, all made possible by the cross. If you go back to verse 8, when it says clothed and fine linen, white and 
clean. Um, this was verse 14 that I read. But this describe clothed and fine linen, white and clean. Um, when you read verse 8, it tells you that it represents, you know, the saints. And verse 15, um, and out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. This talks about all the nations that will join the Antichrist in his effort to destroy Israel, God's people. It is the battle of Armageddon. Like I said before, Armageddon is a battle between the Lord himself and the Antichrist and all the people who follows the Antichrist. And it says, And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. This tells us that the fact that the Lord of glory would not allow or tolerate in any form um, that which steals, kills, and destroys. God is not going to allow this to happen where the Antichrist is and what he basically represents, which is steal, kill, and destroy. And God is not going to tolerate him doing that to his people. And verse 19 reads, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. So John saw the Antichrist leading um, this army, which is the Antichrist. So John saw the Antichrist leading his army. If you read um, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul mentioned this man. And Paul mentioned this man as man of sin which is the Antichrist. And where it says, And the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. This represents all who join the Antichrist, that he got to get to join him. Um, it includes the kings of the east. Have you read Revelation 16 verse 12 the antichrist army gathered together to battle christ himself if you read ezekiel chapter 38 verse 39 it tells you um that this is the battle of armageddon i also wanted to go back to verse 16 um and he has on his venture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This tells us that when the battle starts, everybody's going to see this King of Kings and Lord of Lords, which is God himself. And there will be no doubt as to who he actually is. Everybody's going to know right then.
that this is the true living God. The name written can tell everybody, this is God. This is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. This is Alpha and Omega. This is the Lamb of God. No one will be confused anymore that who is the true living God. Everyone is going to see with their own eyes, this is the true living God. No more questions about it. It will be revealed. God will reveal it when the time comes where he is going to be in this battle and show God's people that he is the true king. And verse 20, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet who wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them who has received the mark of the beast and then who worship his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstones. Amen. But this tells us that both the false, be false prophet and the beast, they were beaten by the Lord. God defeated them in the battle of Armageddon. So they both fell. Um during this battle so when it says these both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone this is their destiny god is going to throw them in um the lake of fire this will be the antichrist and the false prophet and all who follow them will be cast in the brimstone, the lake of fire. So God casts them in the lake of fire. And they basically will be, they basically are destroyed. God destroyed them. So there's going to be no more antichrist, no more false prophet, no more evil wickedness in the world. God has cast it out and the last verse reads and verse 21 and the remnant were slain with the sword of him who sat upon the horse which sword proceeded out of his mouth and all the foes were filled with their flesh as we read in this chapter that God will definitely um, say true to his word. What he say he will do, he will do. He will um, win this fight. And this also tell us that this was the end of conflict. The end of the Antichrist. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And I hope you learned something. I hope you enjoy this um, teaching of the Word of God. God bless you. Take care. And I always encourage everyone to go back. 
read more because there's so many things that I didn't cover that, you know, you could definitely search the Word of God in this chapter and learn so much more about this chapter. So continue to keep God first and um, ask God to continue to bless you and continue to help you and encourage you to be closer to Him and to continue to read your Bible. Take care.